Hi everyone, it's Michelle from Studio City Now. Today my guest is Larry Hudson. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing? I'm doing great. My pleasure to join you. Yeah, we met years ago and we just figured out it was like eight years ago, almost nine. Yeah, time is <laughs> flying, isn't it? To me, it still seems like yesterday. But you have like the greatest voice ever. I just love it. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> from your lips to God's ears, right? As they say, uh, as they such say, a deal. yeah. <laughs> Are you Jewish? I, no. I, I am. <laughs> oh, I grew up Catholic, Italian, same thing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Little guilt, yes. you know, good family, all that good stuff. Same guilt, different food. What the heck? Yeah. And half my family converted to Judaism because we didn't have enough guilt being Italian Catholic. Yeah, you had to add a little more. Oh, God, yeah. Nothing like variety of guilt. <laughs> I know. So, um, I don't even know where to start. I know you, um, like you do the audiobooks and the voiceovers. How'd you get into voiceovers? Well, first of all, I don't do audiobooks. It's the one, it's, oh, you don't? no, it's the one thing I don't do. And ah. there's a very specific reason why I don't do it. I, I just have found that for time spent, money earned, um, I'm a lot better in corporate narration, e-learning, commercial, you know, little bit of promo that I've done. And, you know, things I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 11 years in, I started in 2009 and, and mm -hmm. the way I started, which, you know, this is my story and I'm sticking to it because it's been told a few times. Um, I would, I, it was a, it was a conversation just by chance with a, a friend of somebody I was dating a neighbor of hers. And, um, and we just started talking and, and he was a voice actor and on camera actor. And, and it hit me like a light bulb, you know, the light bulb went on and I went, wait a minute, I wanted to do this in the nineties and have completely forgot about it because, because <laughs> um, back in the nineties, I was in commercial real estate and I was the head of leasing at a building in downtown Los Angeles called the California Mart, which is where all the fashion wholesale fashion showrooms are. And so one of the things that, that we would do in that building, which was, you know, it was a big building, big job, a lot of money. I was doing really well. Um, one of the great things I got to do is every quarter we would have a what was called a mark and a market was when they would open up all over the weekend and all the buyers come in to buy from the wholesalers but what we also did is we had fashion shows really nice fashion shows expensive fashion shows and i'm not sure how exactly i got to do this but i wound up being the voice of the california mart good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the california mart and so i always had this is back in the early 90s and i or mid 90s and i really had this idea that i wanted to do that but i was making a lot of money and got about the dream and in 2009, I was at Liberty, commonly known as out of work. And um, when I had this conversation <laughs> with, with this gentleman, it was like, wow, you know, I always wanted to do that. And I never did it. And he looked at me and he said, well, you got a voice, you know, and if you want to do this, I'll mm -hmm. tell you what to do. And I said, okay, I want to do this. And, and literally from that moment on, I went, this is what I'm doing. Like this was plan B. I wasn't going to go back into real estate. Cause I, there was a really great thing that happened three months prior. And I think this is valuable for people is th okay. this new girlfriend that I had asked me one of the greatest questions of my life. She asked me, she was semi-retired and she said, she, and she'd created this job for herself. She was a school counselor and she'd created this job for herself like three days a week. And it was just perfect. And she said, you know, I created this all for myself and it's exactly what I wanted in my life. So I'm now asking you, Larry, what do you want your life to look like? What do you want it to be about every day? And I sat there and it was like, I felt like my answer was not adequate enough. But when I look back, I see how amazingly adequate it was. And my answer was, I don't want to work an eight to five. 
I don't want to work for people. I want to work with people. I want to do multiple things because I really love variety and I'm a very energetic gentleman. And, and lastly, mm-hmm. I love to ski and I want the freedom that if I want to go up to Mammoth Mountain for four days and ski, I don't want it to be a big deal. And that, and the conversation with this gentleman happened within 90 days of that, of me declaring that. So, so from that point on, and he gave me two great pieces of advice. He said, one, you will not do a demo for six months to a year. You need to train yourself and understand what the hell you're doing. And the second bit of advice he gave me was to pay it forward because it'll come back to you tenfold. And so I really took both of those things to heart. And um, my claim to fame, and again, everybody that's heard my story knows this, is I went from zero to full-time in two years. I was making a full-time yeah. living. And, and, and I worked really, really hard. And, and not only did I work hard, but I studied hard w- regarding my performance and also my editing skills. Like it all was, and it was really a culmination of everything I'd done previous, being that I was a professional musician for 25 years. But, but remember back in 2009, up until that point, I'd never, ever seen a digital waveform. I didn't understand what that even would have meant prior to that. So, you know, I worked really hard and I also used all of my personal contacts. I'm, I would all, I still do always find a reason to tell people what I do for a living. And I always ask them what they do first. And then their normal question after they tell me what they do is what do you do? And then I tell them, and I've even booked work on the ski lift in mammoth. <laughs> you know, I yeah. love it. You, you created your life. Exactly. And so here I find myself, you know, 11 years later and I truly, and I've done a lot of work on myself, like self improvement, et cetera, done like every course you could ever think of. But bottom line is I really de- created a life that I love and am living it powerfully. And it is truly a designed life. I get to do everything I want every day. And as I tell people, I don't want to go to bed at night and I can't wake to get up in the morning. And for me, this isn't work. This is this is what I love doing. And if I won the lottery tomorrow, I'd still be doing exactly what I'm doing right. You know, Mark Cashman said something very similar to that. Different words, but the same thing, um, which is actually how I met That's you. right. Um, Mark yeah, and I, are, we, uh, we went from being teacher-student to associates. <laughs> yeah, Mark's, Mark. a, gr- He's opened Mark's so many a great man. He knows his stuff well. I was the one that helped him. I kept telling him, you need to do your in-studio class online and it's not going to be that hard. I'll help you do it. And I basically did it with him for a year and now he's on his own doing it every week or every, you know, or how often he does it. So it's been really great. And we have a great relationship. He actually just came up and visited me here up in Wrightwood, um, which is about a little over an hour drive from his house. And he was like, why are you up here? And then all of a sudden, he, by the time he left, he goes, okay, I get it. I understand completely. Now this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we gave you a ton of shout outs because I did episode two with Mark and um, I'm like, oh, my God, I've got to call this guy because I hadn't talked to you since before you moved. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Mark has been very generous with me. Most of the people that he has, you know, he'll refer me lots of people that are, you know, just getting started or have been doing it a while and now really have to get their their recording studio up to snuff. I'm sort of a, a, a man of many talents. You know, I really am not willing to give up being, you know, I, I love being a performer and that's my main focus. But I do do a lot of other things, which is I, you know, teach these five week courses in Adobe Audition 
Vision and Audacity. I do consulting for people like to get their studios up because I've built probably no less than about 50 studios and I'm all about doing it on the cheap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um and then the other the other thing that I did that I created was and I started this in 2010 which is um online um we do actually do it on Skype voice over workouts it's called VO Heaven workouts and a lot of people know us as wow which stands for workout wednesday even though we do do a workout on Saturday as well, but we have three workouts a week and that keeps me really busy. You know, we started with six people. Now we're up to almost 80 that work out every week and we work out in groups of five and I've just figured out how to organize it all because that's the way my brain works. And that has been a really, you know, that's really about paying it forward. Right now we charge $25 a month for as many Wednesday workouts or Saturdays there are in that month. That is incredible. Yeah, it's the best deal in voiceover for sure. If anybody wants to check it out, you can go to mm -hmm. voheavenworkouts.com. Okay, I'm writing this down because I'm going to put it in my description. Okay, good. But I love it. And you also have the classes in Adobe Audition. Is that Adobe Audition CC? Well, yeah. I mean, it, it is you. what I tell everybody is you need to have at least CS6 or later to be able to do the course because before CS there's some stuff 5.5 won't have, but really at this point, everybody should pretty much be on at least CS six because otherwise, you know, it, it's computers are changing a lot and a lot of things won't work. So yeah, it's, it's the standard program that if you buy the subscription, you know, whatever the latest one is, that's the one we're using, but truly they haven't changed much. There's only one big change that's happened in the last two years, at least from our perspective. And that is the punch and roll um, feature that they put on um, Adobe audition, which is a really great feature that they really did a good job of it. Okay. I don't know which feature it's, that is. I right. It's called, audition. yeah, it's called oh, punch and roll. And really, it's a roll and punch. But do you know what punch and roll is? It's it's very popular yeah. amongst um, audiobook narrators or even long form narrators. And the reason is, is it gives you a pre-roll. So in other words, OK, I, 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 I want to start recording from here, but I want to hear what I did 10 seconds or five seconds prior. You click record and it starts to play what's gone on and then starts recording right where your cursor is from that point. So you can kind of pick up your energy and all that. And it's a, it's a great feature. It really helps. Like when you're doing pickups and stuff, it's, it's a really nice way to, you can actually highlight a section and you can punch in and record. And then it automatically stops it when it gets to the end of your highlight. So you don't overwrite something you don't want to record over. Right. Which happens. A yeah. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> Now, what about Audacity? Um, that's a that is. program, but it doesn't Yeah, let me everything. tell you. Audacity is a great program. I'm in the middle of the Audacity five-week course, five-session course right now. We just finished week two. And I will tell you, I can do everything exactly the same on Audacity that I can do in Adobe Audition with one huge exception. And that is, well, mm -hmm. actually, there's two exceptions. The one thing Audacity hasn't given us yet is that we can scroll in and out or zoom in and out with our scroll wheel. We haven't been able to do that in Mac or uh -huh. PC. Um, and then the other big one that you can't do with Adobe with uh, Audacity, which the truth is you can't do it with any other program but Adobe Audition. And it is this magic thing called Auto Heal. And Auto Heal is basically Photoshop for audio. So when you have these weird clicks and pops and mouth noises or even sinus sounds like like that. You can actually go in the spectral view with your little brush and you go zip 
and it just takes it right away. And it is amazing how easily it cleans things. Yeah, oh, it's, it's Photoshop that. for audio. It's really cool. Now, you said you were a musician That's before. right. I spent 25 years as a professional drummer. I, I was schooled. Mm-hmm. My forte, believe it or not, was big band. Like, I loved playing in big bands, you know, like, you know, horn bands, like, you know, 17-piece horn bands, you know, jazz bands, like, you know, Count Basie and that kind of stuff. And um, I did a lot of uh, in-pit work for Broadway show stuff, you know, working in the pit. And then I did Mm -hmm. a lot of shows in Reno, Vegas, and Tahoe, backing singers and different, different, you know, different people like that. And it was, it was a gas, you know, I mean, God, think about it. It was the seventies and early eighties. It was a great, it was a great time to be out on the road as a young man. That's all I can tell you, you know? So yeah, I did that full time until uh, 80, like mid eighties. And then I got into commercial real estate, which, you know, that's a natural progression, right? From being a musician to commercial real estate. And I, yeah. And I was a of broker course. for 10 years. And then that's when I, after 10 years, you know, the, the economy had kind of turned in the early nineties and there was this great job to be able to just do leasing at this California Mart. So I went there and was there for two years and then became the head of the department. And, you know, it was a, it was a huge responsibility and it really taught me a lot. And what I loved about it most is it really taught me a lot about business, especially when you're sitting across the table with uh, from $500 an hour attorneys talking lease language. And I was just, you know, I, I don't I don't have that kind of degree. And, you know, I kept I kept up and uh, it really all of those things that I learned as a musician and as a corporate, you know, real estate professional, I brought into my, you know, my my work as a voice actor. It's funny that I, you know, a lot of the people in my circle, you know, they'll, they'll have a question about business and they call me and I'm laughing to myself, like, why do you think I'm going to know the answer? But I always seem to know the answer, you know? So, you know, it's just (laughs) common sense and it's, it's a little bit, you know, general business acumen. And I do understand that a lot of people that come from this business don't come from sales or business per se. You know, they might've worked at the post office or as an administrative assistant or whatever, you know, and, and even if they come from acting, a lot of times they're, they're, they're a step behind because when you're an actor, you've got agents and managers taking care of everything. But when you're a voice actor, you are, chief cook and bottle washer for everything in your career. So in other words, you know, I mean, you're, you're the, you're the CEO, you're the head marketer, you're the talent, you're the engineer, you know, you got to understand technical side about, about the computer because everything we do now is on the computer. You know, it's all, we, I don't go to a studio anymore. It's all done from right here. I do source connect sessions every week, you know, so that's just the way it is. Wow. Now, if Source Connect, what? Mm-hmm. Let me back up a bit. Um, sure. I've seen the term. Know what it I means? Okay. I, okay, good. I That's a great no thing because there's a lot of people out there that know they need to have it, but don't know what it does. It's not about being able to do what we call a directed session. You can do that on Zoom or Skype or a telephone. It doesn't, you don't, you know, a phone patch. You don't need... You don't need Source Connect to just do a Skype-directed session or what I call a Skype-directed session, a directed session, which means they're directing you, let's say, over Skype, and I'm recording on my end, and then when I'm done, I clean it up and I send them the file. That's a Skype. That's a a directed session. Well, Source Connect is this Mm -hmm. program, 
and it is it runs on the internet and you need to have good internet connection to do this but what it does is it sends the signal from your microphone and your you know interface your setup from your computer it sends the signal to wherever the receiving end is like in a studio and they're actually recording you on their end. So it doesn't matter if, and I, this has happened where I'm being recorded by somewhere in Germany and it sounds like I'm in the room next to them. Oh, and that's, is it an app? It is an app. It is an app and it's, uh, it, it costs, I think you can buy it for, you can either buy the subscription for 35 bucks a month or you can buy it outright, which is what I did for 650 bucks and then you're done. Ooh, well, but well, <laughs> think about it. All it takes is one job. And trust me, I paid it back. Well, I actually never got I've had it now for seven, eight years, but I didn't buy it until I had a job that requested it. And that job paid for it. Wow. And nowadays, because of COVID, because we're not going into studios, and there are some studios that you can go into now, but most of the work is all being done. Like all my agents, they say, don't even audition for this unless you have Source Connect and a, and a quality sounding home studio. So pretty much. And, you know, I just did I just did a demo refresh with Chuck Duran who you probably know that name because he's one of the he's like one of the top mm-hmm. demo producers in you know in the world anyway and i when i was talking to him about doing my refresh i said well listen are you having people come in at all he goes no he goes really we're doing it everybody has a great studio at home and it's so great when somebody says well what does your studio sound like sound like and you say well i did my demo there and and again (laughs) that was a a directed session where chuck and i met on zoom and he directed me and i recorded on my end and then I sent him the files. Wow. Well, I'm going to look into Source Connect. I will wait till somebody yeah. says you need and it. And you'll find, you know, you'll know when it's time to buy it because your your agents or whoever will be clamoring on you like you can't audition unless you have it. And they don't want you to wait to buy it, you know, until you get the gig. They really want you to have it already because a lot of times, and this has happened several, you know, I, I know friends that this has happened to where, you know, literally somebody called and they wanted to do the session in an hour. And it's, you know, you can get it set up, but man, you'd be sweating it trying to get it done in an hour. Better to have a couple of hours to get it set up. It's not that big a deal, but it's a little bit confusing. And George Whittem has a great video. If you look him up on, on YouTube for like George Whittem Source Connect, he has a, a, a tutorial on how to set it up and all that. It's really simple to do. It's really just connecting, you know, buying the subscription and getting it connected to what's called iLock, which is a licensing holding company that you get a free, you create a free account for. And it's getting those two things connected can be a little bit confusing, but he does a great video. You can just follow the video step by step and it'll all work perfect. You know, everything I learned, I learned on YouTube. Yeah, you know, if it wasn't for the internet, we've got Google now, you know, Google and YouTube. There's nothing you can't find. Yeah, well, Siri doesn't always find me what I want, especially if I'm driving in the car. She gets really confused sometimes. Oh, sometimes I swear it's Siri. Yeah, I know. I do that. Hysterical. So if I was going to set up a home studio, which I have yeah. uh, in my walk-in closet. It's a, one of the prime <laughs> best places you could be. So if someone was to set up a home studio, 
what would you suggest they do? Like, you know, I've got the acoustics and everything and I have a couple right. of walking closets. Well, the first so. thing somebody needs to do is figure out where they want to do this. You know, if they do have a closet that works, then great. If they don't have a closet, but they have enough room to build a standalone booth, you know, you can do that. I even on my website have a have plans for what I call the quiet booth. And it was what I created when I started. And basically it's a PV site. PVC pipe frame wrapped in moving blankets with three. I actually had four ATS acoustic panels on the inside. And, uh, and and my big recommendation to people in general is everybody wants to go out and buy a bunch of foam and foam is not the best um, uh, acoustical treatment that you could get truly buying a certain type of a moving blanket for a large area. And if you have to cover a couple of walls or something, the moving blankets do a much better job than foam. They absorb more frequencies than, than the foam. And then my number one favorite is the AT. I use ATS acoustic panels, which are basically they're They're just, you've seen them everywhere. They're now in all the studios because the studios kind of stopped using foam and they're like shadow boxes that are, that are filled with this stuff called rock sole or rock wool and then they're fabriced on the outside so they soak up all the sound and they really they soak up a, a wide range of, of frequencies and that's why they're so popular okay yeah i have to redo some of my closet because yeah. i have the foam but yeah they've chewed on it dogs yeah like yeah. and the other problem with foam is if you stick it on the wall it ain't ever coming off and it's really a mess when you need to and all that where if you have panels it, it they do a better job and it's real easy to install them on the wall and take them off and not ruin the entire wall and just in general i you know it's not like a full-time business for me but i do help a lot of people um that you know like mark refers people and most of the time, at least up till this point, I haven't charged people anything. I just like they have them send me their pictures and I go, okay, this is what you need to do. And unless I'm installing it, I haven't charged them anything. So, and I might actually, cause my time is getting more and more valuable. I might, you know, just have a small fee for, you know, to give you a consultation on here, this is what you need to do to get your sound right. And, you know, most people I'm lucky cause I was a musician and I worked in studios. So I have a con, I understand the concepts and there are some really important concepts. Like one, don't be in square boxes because square boxes, the sound bounces evenly around those 90 degree angles. And that's another thing in your regular studio, wherever you are, let's say even in your closet, you don't want to be talking into a right angle. Like right angles are bad because the sound bounces on them because of the 90 degrees. So you always want to soften those 90 degree corners with, you know, I know a guy that went and bought a bunch of, um, what are they called? Noodles, you know, like pool noodles. And he put them in the corner. Oh yeah. And that helps. And you know what I have, <laughs> what do you got? You're going to laugh. Well, my walk-in closet, I have clothes in the back, yeah. which creates dead space. I didn't even know about the right angles or the square, but in the corners, I actually hung two yep. winter coats. That's a good. Not even knowing. That's right. It just yeah, you, good and to me. clothes are great because they soak up a lot of sound. And as a matter of fact, I was talking to somebody early this morning. Like she was so funny. She was in her closet talking outward into her room, and I went. And I went, no, 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 you got to go the other way. You go into the closet talking into the clothes. 
because that's where the that's it's going to be dead. Otherwise, you're talking into the open room where all the reflective sound is and it's going to bounce around. So you talk into the clothes and I told her to peek her microphone right out between the clothes. So that's what you're that's what she's doing. So would you have any um, suggestions sure. on the mic someone would so, get? You know, there mics tend to be fairly individual. But when you're starting out, you know, it, the difference between a $100 mic and a 200 or $250 mic is huge. The difference between a $250 yeah. mic and a $500 mic is half again as much. And as you go up the expensive ladder, it gets less and less different. It's just a different type of sound. Like the sound of a Neumann TLM 103 is very different than the sound of a Sennheiser 416. And it just depends on which voice you're using. But my latest number one favorite microphone that I refer people to is, is the Stellar X2. Mm -hmm. It's 200 bucks and it is an amazing sounding microphone. There is a guy online on, on YouTube called The Booth Junk, and he did a shootout with this Stellar X2 and a $3,700 Neumann TLM, or excuse me, a, a Neumann U87, which is sort of the granddaddy of all microphones. It's it's always been known as the, the you know, it's just the granddaddy or grandmother, whatever you want to call it. And and the and the shootout he played right. he used them both you know simultaneously going back and forth right in front of him and you couldn't tell the difference and this thing costs two hundred bucks so it's a great <laughs> mic and yeah. there's another great mic um, I'm a big fan of the Audio Technica forty forty the AT forty forty it's a great mic um, mm -hmm. and you know I mean I live on my four sixteen and. I have an interesting warm mic called the Vanguard V4, which is about a $400 mic. It's made here locally, and I really wanted to support the guy, and and it, and it was a great sounding mic. So I use that. I don't use it a lot because I pretty much, like I said, I live on my on my Sennheiser 416. So now I've been using a Shure mic because it was a gift. Um, uh -huh. I was at Nam a few years ago. I'm in which which company. mic? Which Shure mic I, is it? I, oh, geez. I don't know. It's pink. Well, that doesn't help me much. Um, well, you know, well, okay. Well, there's a, there's, you know, sure makes some great mics. You get up into the $300 range, 350 range with their mics. Um, the main thing that everybody needs to understand about doing, doing uh, voiceover is we do not use dynamic mics for voiceover. And one of the big mistakes that people buy, especially when they go to Guitar Center and ask them for advice about, you know, you even mention the word podcast and they're immediately going to try to sell you the Shure SM7B, which is a beautiful mic. It's about 400 bucks, but it it um, it's made for broadcasting and it is a dynamic mic. What we use and, and what's used in, in voiceover in all the studios and, you know, for all us that have our home studio is what's called a condenser mic and these are much more sensitive dynamic mics are made to be on stage with the exception of that broadcast mic this fm7b um and again it's a great sounding mic but it's not really made for voiceover and it doesn't give the range of tones that most professionals are looking for even though it, it seems to smooth things out really nice and makes you sound good that's why they use it for broadcasting and what everybody needs to know, and listen, I live by the George Whittem and Dan Leonard rules, which is you got to understand that nothing is made for voiceover. Pretty much everything we use is is sort of, you know, 
adjusted and and modified in a way and we're just using stealing from the music world but you know you go to guitar center sam ash you know and as much as i love them even time sometimes sweetwater those guys aren't voice actors and for me there's only four people i trust to get technical advice from and they are george whittam dan leonard tim tibbetts and uncle roy yokelson those are the only four people I would take advice from equipment-wise. Yeah, I had actually walked out of Guitar Center because yeah. the guy thought I was a stupid bimbo. Yeah, they're, you know those guys know a lot of stuff, but they don't know voiceover. Trust me. I got more people that have bought bad equipment from them, you know, pretty bad. Yeah, and I love Guitar Center because yeah, I they're, bought they're, my last guitar you know, from them. But I but um, I think the guy thought, oh, good, easy sale. And there you go. He underestimated me. So, um, yeah, so I wish I had my sure with me. It's probably in the other closet, and I'm not no going to waste time looking for it right now. Any other questions? Um, you know, but any other questions? I am getting good an Behringer's interface, a, a Behringer. Not, not bad. Um, I'm I'm more of more of a more favored towards Focusrite, the Yamaha AG03. If it ever comes back into production, because they stopped making they 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 the, because they've closed China, we're not getting it very much. And the other one that's a really great one is the Steinberg UR22 as a comparable to the Focusrite um, uh, 2i2. I don't I don't I mean the bear I have a Behringer product, but I don't use it on I don't use that as a you know, it's Behringer's a little on the low end focus, right? I think you're going to be a little more consistent with, mm -hmm. but listen, there's so little that goes into an interface. It almost doesn't matter just as long as you're not using a USB mic. That's the thing. Oh, those are horrible. But I'll tell you this. This is so funny. My daughter had a mic and she goes, mom, I think you can use this. Uh -huh. This is before I had the shore. So I pulled it out about three months ago and I'm like messing with it. Let me look at it. Oh, I love it. It was a Mr. Mike. Mr. Microphone. Mr. Like, Microphone. Okay, this is cool. All I could think oh, I of know. was there was a scene from, yeah. I think it was Police Academy, uh -huh. where they taped it on. I it. always think about when they were driving in the convertible Mercedes and said, hey, good looking. We'll come back later to pick you up. Something like that. That was Mr. Microphone. And they were talking on the <laughs> microphone in the car. They thought that was really cool. It was the funniest thing. I think she had a That's karaoke funny. program that Very came cool. with that. Yeah. So anyway, okay. um, I'm going to wrap this um, up. You How can go can to um, my personal website has everything there, which is um, LarryHudsonVO.com. Or you can even go to voheaven.com and that'll take you to sort of the same place. My, um, my, you can get, you can get a hold of me with email or phone on my website. I give all that information and I'm pretty good about taking calls even when I don't know people. Very good. Well, thank you so, so my much. My pleasure. Always a pleasure talking to you. And I hope to do you this too again. Enjoy. You have take a care. wonderful bye -bye. weekend.